This is episode 568 of the AWS podcast, released on January 23, 2023. G'day, Simon here asking for a favor. We love to get your feedback and we really want to find out how we can make the podcast even better for all of our regular listeners. So take a moment and fill out the very short survey from the link in the show notes. Really appreciate it. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Sam Lish here with you. Great to have you back for our first update show of 2023. And of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Horn Wen Long. Ready to get a Horn, how are you doing? Energized and ready for the upcoming adventure. Ready for action and for it to all happen. So we are going to get right into all the good stuff. And we're going to start with the topic of analytics and Amazon EMR serverless custom images are now available. So you can bring your own libraries and application dependencies and get up and running super quick. So you get a lot more flexibility and a lot more choice. Amazon Kinesis Video Streams has announced ingestion and storage support for Kinesis Video Streams Web RTC in preview. So this allows you to bring in that video and audio stream from Web Real-Time Communications or Web RTC from cameras, IoT devices and browsers into the cloud for secure storage, playback, and analytical processing. So this is a good one to trial out in the US West Oregon region. And AWS Glue crawlers have now enhanced support for Delta Lake tables. This increases operational efficiency and allows you to extract insights from things like Amazon Athena, Amazon EMR, and AWS Glue. This feature enables analytic services to scan Delta Lake tables without requiring the creation of manifest files by Glue crawlers. And newly cataloged data is quickly made available for you to get up and running. So this is compatibility with the Linux Foundation Delta Lake tables. Now on to the topic of compute. Amazon EC2 auto scaling now forecasts frequently for more accurate predictive scaling. Reducing the forecast intervals from 24 hours to six hours produces more accurate predictive scaling policy that quickly adapts to changing demanding trends. All customers will benefit from this new default for predictive scaling. Customers use predictive scaling policies to scale out the capacity for their auto scaling groups based on forecasted demands, improving application availability and alleviating the need for costly capacity buffers to accommodate spikes in demand. Predictive scaling policies are best suited for applications that experience repeatable patterns of demand changes such as daily spikes for user traffic or service demands. Predictive scaling learns from historic demands patterns and scales out capacity in advance for forecasted demand. Predictive scaling policies are tuned to account for time-consuming initialization steps to prepare instances to serve traffic, such as load gigabytes of data, provisioning service, or running custom scripts. Announcing AWS Parallel Cluster 3.4 with multi-AZ support and other important features. AWS Parallel Cluster 3.4 is generally available and introduces the ability to create HPC clusters that can access and aggregate compute capacity across multiple AWS availability zones AZ in a region. Other important features in this release include Amazon VPC configuration for AWS Lambda function used by Parallel Cluster for managing your clusters, custom AWS IAM prefixes for Parallel Cluster's IAM roles and policies to enable permission boundaries, secure file system mounting for Amazon EFS to enable in-transit encryption and IAM authorizations, ability to set up custom actions for cluster updates. 
AWS Batch adds visibility for terminated and canceled jobs. This means that once you terminate cancel a job, a flag of is terminated or is canceled can be observed in the job payload throughout the queue before it moves to either a terminated or canceled state. With this new flag, you can easily track the status of all active jobs that will run and separate them from ones that eventually to be terminated or canceled as they move to the head of the queue. This provides greater visibility over the job status and helps you track them better through their lifecycle. AWS Compute Optimizer now supports Amazon ECS service running on AWS Fargate. AWS Compute Optimizer now delivers recommendations to help customers identify optimal Amazon Elastic Container Service ECS, task CPU, and configuration for Amazon ECS service running on AWS Fargate. Over-provisioning AWS ECS task CPU and memory incurs unnecessary costs, while under-provisioning can lead to poor application performance. Compute Optimizer delivers actionable recommendations so you can optimize task CPU and memory for your Amazon ECS service running on Fargate. Compute Optimizer also quantifies cost impact of adopting these recommendations so you can prioritize your optimization effort based on the size of the saving opportunity. Compute Optimizer recommends provide container level CPU and memory configuration as necessary when downsizing tasks to ensure compatibility between tasks and associated container configurations. Well, lots, lots in this particular topic today. Amazon EKS Anywhere now supports single node clusters on bare metal. So with single node EKS Anywhere clusters, the cluster management components run alongside your applications on a single bare metal server. So this is useful if you're running in a resource-constrained development, test, or edge environment. And Amazon EKS Anywhere now supports cluster lifecycle automation with GitOps and ISC tools like Terraform. So you can get up and running super quick and you can automate all the things, which is how you want your life to be. AWS announces Amazon EKS Anywhere on Nutanix. So this supports AHV virtualization, which expands the choice of infrastructure options for running Kubernetes on-premises. Nutanix enhances the list of deployment options for Amazon EKS Anywhere customers, which already includes bare metal servers, as we mentioned, VMware vSphere and Apache CloudStack. Amazon ECS, the Elastic Container Service, now integrates with Amazon CloudWatch alarms to improve safety for deployments. So this is really useful for having automated safeguards for service rolling updates. You can now monitor and automatically react to changes during an Amazon ECS rolling update by using the Amazon CloudWatch alarms. So this lets you automate discovery and remediation for failed deployments and minimize the impact of a bad change. One of the things about making changes, it's not that you're expected to always make perfect changes, but you should have a perfect process for undoing the bad change. And Amazon ECS customers can use Deployment Circuit Breaker to monitor task launch and health check failures which indicate the, which, that the deployment didn't reach a steady state. And it can even uh, test if something's running, looks like it's running successfully, but it's actually a, a regression. So things like you know, CPU utilization, et cetera, it can roll them back as well. Amazon EC2 Describe Images API now supports pagination. So you can describe your images over a number of API requests instead of a single one. And you get to specify the page size when calling the API, which will be used as the upper bound of resources. And then you provide the pagination token that you get in the response for your next API request. This makes it really easy to manage when you've got lots of, lots of, lots of EC2 images. Amazon RDS on AWS Outpost now supports read replicas for MySQL and PostgreSQL. So now you can provide enhanced performance and durability for those databases. And finally, on this topic, Amazon EKS now supports AWS Private Link. 
So this allows you to have private connectivity between VPCs, AWS services, and your on-premises network. And you can now manage your Amazon EKS clusters in your VPC using PrivateLink to help meet your organization's security and compliance requirements. And on to the topic of customer engagement. Amazon Connect Wisdom now supports PDF and Word documents. Companies that store knowledge articles in PDF and Word formats no longer need to convert them to HTML or text formats to use them in Wisdom. Wisdom analyzes contact center calls in real time and proactively delivers agents the information they need to solve customer issue, improving agent productivity and caller satisfaction. Amazon Connect now enables show message receipt within the chat experience. Message receipts are useful as they provide confirmation that the message has been successfully delivered and read by the recipient. This feature is supported out of the box without the need for manual configuration for Amazon Connect Agent UI contact control panel. To enable this functionality in your customer chat widget, simply update the chat widget code. Amazon Connect now provides idle chat participant events with auto-close capability. Amazon Connect Chat now provides the ability to programmatically monitor the activity status of customers and agents participating in a chat conversation. A participant can be marked as idle based on a configurable inactivity timer, which can trigger events such as, are you still there? Message to the customer. Additionally, timers can be configured to automatically close chat based on the participant idle time. Enabling agents to focus on customers who are actively engaged in a conversation. Amazon Connect now supports JSON content type in chat messages. Using JSON, you can enable rich personalized experience by allowing customers and agents to send to receive structured chat message using JSON format. For example, messages can be supplemented with additional data, metadata, to pass relevant information, for example, recent purchase, order status, send custom interactive messages, for example, buttons, carousels, cards, and display language translations, and more. Contact Lens for Amazon Connect now provides enhanced controls for redacting personal identifiable information. Today, Contact Lens redact PII types such as name, email, SSN, and other form of transcript. With enhanced PII redact, businesses now have the flexibility to choose specific PII types to redact, like social security numbers, while not redacting other data that they want to see. Following some of the common PII types supported by contact lens, like name, email, account number, routing number, credit card details, SSN, PIN, phone number, and more. Amazon Connect now allows contact center managers to join ongoing calls. Amazon Connect now supports Barge In, a contact center capability that enables managers to help agent resolve customer issues quickly and ensures a superior customer experience. Use Bargin managers can join participant in an ongoing customer call between a contact center agent and a customer. After joining a call, a manager can speak with a customer, add participant, and even choose to remove an agent if needed. Using contact lens for Amazon Connect, a manager can even define specific rules such as sentiment low scores in order to receive a real-time alert to join a call. Amazon Connect now supports Edge Chromium. Today, Amazon Connect announces a general availability of Microsoft Edge Chromium browser support. Edge Chromium has grown in popularity and many companies have selected it as a preferred or enterprise-wide standard browser. With this launch, customers now have the options to use Edge Chromium browser in all regions where Amazon Connect is available. 
Amazon Kindra releases ServiceNow connector to index and search ServiceNow documents. Amazon Kindra is an intelligent search service powered by machine learning, enabling organization to provide relevant information to customers and employees when needed. Starting today, AWS customers can use Amazon Kindra ServiceNow connectors to index and search documents from ServiceNow. One of the areas where critical information is stored and where there is need to search for answers quickly is the contact center. CRM system like ServiceNow are used to store and retrieve information for customer support in a contact center. ServiceNow repository contains information such as knowledge articles, service catalog documents, and incidents. Amazon Kindra customers can now use Kindra ServiceNow connector to index these knowledge articles, service catalog documents, and incidents along with their attachment and search for information across this content using Kindra Intelligent Search. This connector supports full and incremental sync. The connector also helps to index document and their access control information to limit the search result to only those documents the user is allowed to access. For this purpose, the connector provides an entity crawler to load principal information such as user and group mappings automatically into principal store. In addition, Amazon Kindra releases Salesforce Connector for easy and accurate content search in Salesforce. Starting today, AWS customer can use the Amazon Kindra Salesforce Connector to index and search document from Salesforce as well. Critical information can be scattered across multiple data sources in enterprises, including CRM systems like Salesforce. Amazon Kindra customers can use Kindra Salesforce Connector to index documents and search for information across the Salesforce content using Kindra Intelligent Search. Salesforce content uh, contains a number of entities such as accounts, campaigns, cases, opportunity, leads, knowledge articles, and more. Fantastic. Now on to the topic of database backtrack support for Aurora MySQL version 3, which is compatible with MySQL 8.0, is generally available. Now backtrack allows you to move your database to a point prior in time without needing to restore from a backup. And it completes within seconds, even for large databases. When you enable this, you specify how long to retain data records and you pay for the space these records use. So for example, you could set up Backtrack to allow you to move your database up to 72 hours back. So this is really useful for development and testing, particularly where your test deletes or otherwise invalidates the data. You just backtrack and you get going again. Amazon Neptune announces Graph Explorer, an open source visual exploration tool for low-code users. Kind of excited about this one. This is really nifty. This tool is available under the Apache 2.0 license. And with this launch, customers can effortlessly browse either labeled property graphs, LPGs, or resource description framework, RDF data in a graph database and discover connections between the data without having to write graph queries. I'm very happy with that. Amazon Neptune Workbench now supports JupyterLab 3 notebooks. So this helps you boost the productivity of developers and data scientists using the Neptune Workbench. With this update, you can now launch the Neptune Notebooks in the management console using JupyterLab to access a modern interactive IDE, complete with all the tools you want for code authoring, debugging, and support for the latest open source JupyterLab extensions. Amazon RDS Custom for SQL Server now supports custom engine version to improve resiliency of customizations. Customers can use the CEV to build a golden image from an AMI with the required Windows operating system and database customizations like custom drivers or third-party software. You can then create the RDS custom for SQL Server instances based on this golden image. Now, this lets you preserve and and maintain your preferred baseline configuration of the OS and the database, 
and you can deploy fleets of these instances with the same configuration. User-initiated recovery actions like snapshot restores and point-in-time recovery benefit from restoring customizations, which can lead to faster recovery times. Amazon Elastic Cache for Redis now supports enabling encryption in transit on existing clusters. So you can change the TLS configuration of your Redis clusters without rebuilding or reprovisioning them or impacting application availability. When enabling encryption in transit, your overall solution can remain connected to Redis clusters. Amazon RDS now supports renaming multi-AZ deployments with two readable standbys. So if you need to give them a new name, you can. And Amazon RDS announces integration with AWS Secrets Manager. So this streamlines how you manage your master user password for your RDS database instances. With this feature, RDS fully manages the master user password and stores it in AWS Secrets Manager whenever your RDS database instances are created, modified, or restored. The new feature supports the entire lifecycle maintenance for your RDS master user password, including regular and automatic password rotations, which means you do not need to manage these rotations using custom Lambda functions. This is very, very handy. And Amazon RDS Custom for SQL Server now supports AWS CloudFormation templates, so you can get them up and running in an automated fashion. Now onto the topic of front-end web and mobile. Rosa now provides an AWS Management Console experience for satisfying Rosa prerequisites. Red Hat OpenShift service on AWS Rosa now provides an AWS Management Console experience that simplifies the process to satisfying the AWS account prerequisite for provisioning and operating Rosa clusters. The new AWS Rosa Console page automatically checks whether Rosa prerequisites are met and provides automated configuration and step-by-step guidance where manual configuration is required. Now onto the topic of Internet of Things. AWS IoT Core's rule engine and adds support for Google Protocol Buffer Protobuf messaging format. AWS IoT Core uh, announces the capability to decode Google's Protobuf encoding messages to JavaScript object notation JSON format using the AWS IoT Core rules engine, making it easier to use Protobuf directly in your IoT rule without the need to invoke a Lambda function to decode the Protobuf message. Protobuf is Google's language and platform neutral extensible mechanism for serializing structured data. Protobuf is a popular messaging format among IoT customers in industries like fintech, automotive, and telecommunications because its ability to effectively and efficiently encode device messaging payloads with low overhead and little CPU usage. AWS IoT Core is a fully managed service that allows you to connect billions of IoT devices to AWS cloud without provisioning and managing cloud infrastructure. Rules Engines is a feature in AWS IoT Core that allows you to filter, decode, and process IoT device data and route the data to 15 plus AWS and third-party services. AWS IoT Device Client version 1.8 now available through Elastic Container Registry with enhanced functionality. AWS IoT Device Client introduces a new version of 1.8, provides Docker image power PC architecture support and implementation to use a new AWS run command job template. AWS IoT Device Client Docker Image contains the latest release of device client software for x86-64, AR-64, and ARM v7 architecture running Ubuntu, Amazon Linux, or Red Hat UBI 8 through the Elastic Container Registry ECR. With this, customers can get started with the device client quickly. 
customers can use device client with PowerPC64 and PowerPC64 LE architecture in addition to AMD64, ARC64, MIPS32, and ARM V7L. And on to the topic of machine learning. Amazon Translate has doubled its synchronous real-time text translation limits to 10,000 bytes. That's up from 5,000 bytes, so you can get up and running even quicker and do more. You can now enable RStudio on Amazon SageMaker to support your existing SageMaker Studio domains. So this means you don't have to decommission and recreate your Studio domains to enable RStudio on SageMaker. You can just swip it across. And you can also select whether all user profiles in the domain have access to it or just specific profiles. Amazon SageMaker automatic model tuning now supports 30 times higher limits for categorical hyperparameters. So you can now run tuning jobs with up to 900 categorical values, which is 30 times the previous limit of 30. Now, the ability to use an increased number of total categorical values per tuning job allows you to explore more hyperparameter combinations, and it helps you optimize the trade-off between wall clock time, predictive performance, and overall cost. Amazon SageMaker Automatic Model Tuning now gives you the option to set the seed to generate random hyperparameters for more reproducible tuning results. This enables use cases where you need to be able to reproduce your tuning job results, such as for compliance or regulatory reasons. Amazon Transcribe now supports speech to text in two new languages, being Swedish and Vietnamese. So this allows you to convert that speech to text really quickly for all your applications and allows you to be a more global provider of services. Amazon Recognition has improved the accuracy of content moderation for images. Now, this allows you to apply deep learning to detect inappropriate, unwanted, or offensive images and videos, making it easier to find or remove such content at scale. Starting now, Amazon Recognition content moderation comes with an improved model for image moderation that significantly reduces false positive rates for e-commerce, social media, and online community content without reduction of detection rates for truly unsafe content. So this means you need to do less uh, flagging and review, etc. Amazon Recognition has also added labels and improved accuracy of existing labels for videos. So this is an update of the learning model that powers the label images to add 600 labels and improve the accuracy of over 2,000 existing labels. We've also added the ability to organize label results by aliases and categories and support filtering of results. We're excited to announce the general availability of Fortuna, an open source library for uncertainty quantification of ML models. Fortuna provides calibration methods such as confirmational prediction and can be applied to any trained neural network to obtain calibrated uncertainty estimates. The library further supports a number of Bayesian inference methods that can be applied to deep neural networks written in FLAX. Something else we're pleased to announce is the general availability of Renate, an open source Python library for automatic model retraining. The library implements continual learning algorithms to train deep neural networks incrementally when new data becomes available. Applications of machine learning require updating models as new batches of data become available. And repeatedly retraining deep neural network models from scratch is costly and fine tuning them with the new data only gets you into a phenomenon called catastrophic forgetting, which I think I'm experiencing more myself these days. This means that the model will have good performance on the most recent data, but the performance will degrade on the older data. Yep, definitely having that problem. Renate provides algorithms that alleviate the problem of catastrophic forgetting and helps you to automate the retraining process. 
And finally, in this topic, we're happy to announce Label Feedback API for Amazon Lookout for Equipment. Now, this particular service analyzes equipment sensor data to train and build a machine learning model for your equipment with no ML expertise required. Lookout for Equipment uses your unique ML models and in real time helps you accurately identify early warning signs that could lead to machine failures. This helps you detect things like equipment abnormalities with speed and precision and diagnose issues and take action to reduce downtime. So we're excited to announce that we now allow customers to provide feedback about events detected by Lookout for Equipment via labels and label groups. This means you can now create, delete, describe, list and update those labels and label groups associated with specific events. And this means you can provide a list of acceptable fault codes, start and end times of the events of interest, target equipment, ratings and notes. And this helps you to really improve the accuracy of the model. Now onto the topic of management and governance. AWS App Runner now supports retrieving secrets and configuration from AWS Secrets Manager and AWS System Manager. AppRunner makes it easier for developers to quickly deploy containerized web application and APIs to the cloud at scale and without managing infrastructure. Many web applications and APIs access sensitive data such as database credentials and API keys to connect to downstream systems. Some developers prefer to decouple the management of the sensitive information from application code to improve code reusability and reduce operational overhead of updating and rebuilding application code to update secrets and configuration data. Now you can securely reference secrets and configuration data stored in Secrets Manager and SSM Parameter Store as runtime environment variables in your app runner service. This allows you to manage your sensitive information separate from the application code and service configuration, helping you enhance the security posture of application running on app runner. Application auto-scaling now offers better visibility into scaling decisions. Application auto-scaling AAS is a service that offers standardized experience across 13 different AWS services beyond Amazon EC2, for example, Amazon DynamoDB provision read and write capacity, and Amazon Elastic Container Service, ECS services. Application auto-scaling takes scaling action based on customer-defined scaling policy that acts as a guideline for scaling decisions. Until now, customers only got details about successful and not about deferred scaling actions. With this feature, customers get more insights about scaling decisions that do not lead to scaling actions in both descriptive and machine-repeatable format. Amazon CloudWatch logs removes log stream transaction quota and sequence token requirements. Starting today, Amazon CloudWatch logs is removing the five requests per second log stream quota when Amazon CloudWatch logs put log event API. There will be no new per log stream quota. With this change, we have removed the need for splitting your log ingestion across multiple log streams to prevent log stream throttling. AWS Config now supports 13 new resource types. AWS Config now supports 13 more resource types for services including Amazon Simple Email Service, SES, Amazon EventBridge, Amazon LightCell Virtual Server, AWS DataSync, Amazon GuardDuty, AWS Fault Injection Simulator, FIS, Amazon CloudWatch Real User Monitoring, uh, RUM, and AWS Backup. With this launch, customers can now use AWS Config to monitor configuration data for the following supported resource types like uh, AWS SES Templates, AWS Event Endpoints, AWS Event API Destination, etc. 
specify validation checks for common delimited list parameters with AWS CloudFormation. AWS CloudFormation now supports allowed values and allowed patterns properties for common delimited list parameters type. You can use common delimited list parameters type to specify multiple string values in a single parameter. For example, you can create three different subnet within your VPC CIDR blocks and use common delimited list to specify three different CIDR blocks. With this language enhancement, you can add validation check to your common delimited list and reduce input errors to your common delimited list while updating your stacks or stack sets. AWS Organization Console adds supports to centrally manage region opt-in settings on AWS accounts. With this launch, you can now use the console to easily perform these operations without logging into each account separately. We already launched Organization Console support for alternative contacts and primary contact information, and support for additional account settings will be available in future releases. AWS Organization helps you centrally manage and govern your environment as you grow and scale your AWS resources. Your organization's administrators can now use the console UI in the management console to centrally manage region opt-in settings for member accounts without requiring credentials for each AWS account. AWS License Manager now supports commercial Linux subscription discovery and governance. AWS License Manager announces support for the cross-region, cross-account tracking of commercial Linux subscription you run on AWS. This includes subscription purchase as a part of EC2 subscription including AMIs on the AWS Marketplace or brought to AWS via Red Hat Cloud Access Program. You can track subscription usage by number of instances for Red Hat Enterprise Linux, SUSE Linux Enterprise Server, and Ubuntu Pro distribution in Linux subscription tab of the AWS License Manager console. Announcing AWS System Manager widget on AWS Console Home. Customers can now view their operational status as soon as they sign in and take necessary action to remediate operational issues with one-click access to AWS System Manager feature. You can access the new System Manager widget on your console, which includes managed instances, patch compliance, and ops summary. The Managed Instance widget provides insight into the visibility and control you have on your AWS resource. You can view the number and percentage of EC2 instances that you are managing using AWS System Manager and identify EC2 instances that are not managed by a System Manager. You can use Patch Compliance widget to view the total number of unpatched instances by severity and trends in patch compliance over time. The Ops Summary widget provides summary of your operational issues by severity. You can use Use the expanded view of the Ops Summary widget to see status by category, including availability, costs, performance, security, and recovery. AWS announces System Manager Quick Setup for Resource Scheduler. Quick Setup for Resource Scheduler provides a user interface in the console which enables you to easily configure schedules for your instances to optimize compute capacity and save costs across accounts and regions in your organization. In this way, you can ensure that the EC2 instances only run when they are really needed. For example, you can schedule the targeted instances to stop running outside of weekly business hours or during weekends or bank holidays. To get started, choose Quick Setup from the System Manager left navigation menu and select Resource Scheduler in the Quick Setup Library. And finally on this topic, Amazon FinSpace Web and Data Access event now available in AWS CloudTrail. Amazon FinSpace now provides customers with additional user activity monitoring options through logging off of web application and data access event in AWS CloudTrail. 
Amazon FinSpace is a managed and analytic data hub for capital market customers to enable analysts and data engineers to access data from multiple data sources and transform it using FinSpace managed Apache Spark engine with capital market time series analytics library. When a user takes action in the FinSpace web application or uses data store in the FinSpace environment, an event is published to their FinSpace environment audit repository. It can then be viewed using the audit report viewer hosted in the FinSpace web application. This provides FinSpace administrator a convenient way to quickly view user activity and data access. Moving on to the topic of migration and transfer. AWS Transfer Family announces built-in PGP decryption for file uploads. Customers can now configure and automate decryption of files that are encrypted using PGP keys by the users before upload, making it easy to meet data protection and compliance requirements when exchanging sensitive data with third parties. AWS Migration Hub Orchestrator has added support for importing virtual machine images. So this is a console-based experience for generating AMIs from your VM image that have been built to meet your IT security, configuration management, and compliance requirements. With this new feature, you can now automate the manual tasks like the evaluation of prerequisites to save time and effort. You can also specify the correct license type for BYOL type licenses, and you can track the status of your VM import process in the console. And AWS Migration Hub Refactor Spaces has enabled AWS Lambda aliases as service endpoints. So you can now use this to route traffic to specific versions of a Lambda function and configure provisioned concurrency to mitigate Lambda cold starts. Now, AWS Migration Hub Refactor Spaces is a starting point for incremental application refactoring to microservices in AWS. Refactor Spaces automates the creation of application refactor environments, including all the infrastructure, multi-account networking, and routing to incrementally modernize. So this helps reduce your risk when evolving your applications into that new architecture. Onto the topic of networking and content delivery. We're happy to announce Amazon Elastic Fabric Adapter Installer version 1.21. This introduces support for the Rocky Linux version 9 and OpenSUSE Leap 15.4 operating systems. And this is being required by customers who deploy HPC applications as well as customers of AWS Elemental. Starting with EFA installer version 1.21, OpenSUSE Leap 15.4 will also be supported. And you can use this in any region with any of the instance types where EFA is available. Now, if you're not familiar with EFA, it is a network interface for Amazon EC2 instances that gets you running applications that require high levels of internet communications at scale on AWS. HPC and machine learning are great examples of that. And it's a custom-built operating system bypass hardware interface that's designed to enhance the performance of inter-instance communications, which is really important for these types of applications. Amazon CloudFront now supports the removal of response headers. Uh, This uses response header policies, which gives you a native capability to remove specified headers served from CloudFront. This new capability, along with the ability to add and override headers, provides comprehensive flexibility for customers to customize their response headers. Until now, response header policies have allowed customers to specify HTTP headers that Amazon CloudFront adds to responses sent to viewers, including cause headers, security headers, or custom headers. Now customers can use response header policies to selectively remove headers sent to viewers, hiding from them the headers that are needed for application logic or CDN specification policies, but that don't need to be shared. 
So for example, a customer might have a blog application that sends an X powered by header, which if revealed could be targeted by attackers for specific known vulnerabilities of the technology. To protect against this, customers can use a response header policy to prevent it from being sent to viewers. Additionally, an origin may generate a vary header to indicate headers that have influenced the origin response, but this information might not be needed for viewers and can be removed using a response header policy. And finally, on this topic, we're announcing a firewall status message for AWS Network Firewall. So it now provides a status message about the current state of each firewall endpoint. Now, this helps simplify troubleshooting firewall endpoint failures by displaying an error message describing the reason for a firewall endpoint failure and reduces the mean time to recovery by providing steps to recover the firewall endpoint. And onto the topic of security, identity, and compliance. AWS Security Hub launches nine new security best practice controls. And this is for its AWS Foundational Security Best Practice Standard, FSBP, to enhance your cloud security posture management, CSPM. This control conduct fully automatic check against security best practices for your AWS account setting and for services such as Amazon Elastic Compute uh, Cloud, EC2, Amazon SageMaker, Amazon API Gateway, Amazon CloudFront, AWS WAF, and AWS CodeBuild. If you have Security Hub set to automatically enable new controls and are already using the AWS Foundational best Security Best Practices, these new controls will run without having to take any additional action. With this release, Security Hub now supports 237 security controls to automatically check your security posture in AWS. Some of these uh, new launches include API Gateway 8, WebSocket, and API, uh, HTTP API Gateway Route should specify an authorization type. CloudFront distributions should not point to non-existing S3 origins. CodeBill S3 should be encrypted. So users should not be having access to SageMaker, Notebook instances, etc. AWS Private Security Authority publishes Matter PKI Compliance Customer Guide. Today, the Matter PKI Compliance Customer Guide for AWS Private Certificate Authority, AWS Private CA, is available on AWS Artifact. This guide provides information about how you can use AWS Private CA to help you create and operate Matter Compliance Certificate Authorities, CAs. Matter is a new smart home connectivity standard governed by Connectivity Standard Alliance that allows smart home devices from different vendors to work together. For smart home devices to be Matter compliant, manufacturers are required to certify these devices and provision them with device attestation certificates, DACS. Now onto the topic of storage. Amazon S3 now automatically encrypts all new objects. Amazon S3 now automatically applies S3 managed server-side encryption, SSES3, as a base level encryption to all new objects added to S3 at no additional cost and with no impact on performance. SSES3 uses 256-bit advanced encryption standard and has been configured for trillions of objects by customers. This new base level of encryption helps customers meet their encryption requirements with no changes to application. Alternatively, customers can still choose to update this default configuration using customer-provided encryption keys, SSEC, or AWS Key Management Service Keys, KMS. 
AWS Storage Gateway Management Console simplifies file share creation for Amazon S3 File Gateway. AWS Storage Gateway now makes it simpler and faster for you to get started with setting up and managing your hybrid cloud storage workflow with Amazon S3 File Gateway. Using the Storage Gateway Management Console, you can now easily and quickly create new file shares in a single step in just a few clicks Choose between configuring an NFS or a SMB file share. Then connect to a new or existing Amazon S3 bucket. Lastly, finalize your file share access configuration. In addition to the fresh new look and feel, you get an enhanced wizard instruction and updated in-console help panel information, helping you seamlessly navigate the file share creation process. So many updates, but I think we've got everyone up to date. So, uh, Horn, I think it's going to be a big year of interesting updates, new features, new services, and cool things to talk about. And it's just the beginning. Indeed it is. How do people reach out to you? You can reach out to me on my Twitter handle at HanSolo underscore one. That's H-A-W-N-S-O-L-O underscore one. Or if you're old school like me, you can go podcast at amazon.com because we do love to get your feedback and hear what you think. Horn, thanks for joining me and uh, we'll see you next time. Absolutely. I'll see you next time. And thanks everyone for listening. And until next time, keep on building.